welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 15 for Wednesday, April 7th, 2010. I am your host this week. My name is Andy Gergen, and with me is the regular newscast crew of Neil Ronahan. Hey, hey, hey! And Zachary Miller. I'm not wearing any pants. Again? <laughs> also joining us this week on the newscast is uh, NWR staff writer Grant Buell. Hello. We're, we're popping his podcasting cherry, I, I assume. Is that's this your gross. first podcast? Wow, yes, it that's... is. Okay. Oh. oh, boy. Juicy. You are, and I'm excited. <laughs> Grant is ready and willing to be on this podcast. Grant has uh, probably more to say about Cave Story than, than any of us do, because he's played more of it than most of us have, I think. Yeah, he's, he's um, actually beaten it. <laughs> yeah. So but we, we, we figured for, for the Cave Story uh, Game Club segment later on tonight, we'd... Uh, bring on a an actual expert of this game as opposed to me and neil who haven't really played it as much as we probably yeah. should have but uh we've been busy we have excuses i, I think so that's going to happen that after the uh credits at the end of the show but first before that we got some news stories and i'm going to hand it over to neil because he's got them up and ready to go so neil take it away all right first off the, the big news i guess is that uh the conduit 2 has been announced or actually they dropped the the which was always something that annoyed me with the original Conduit, because whenever you'd have to write in a new story, it'd always be The Conduit. You couldn't just call it Conduit. But now it's just <laughs> Conduit 2, so the The is gone. Okay, which, I'll take Which it. is weird. But anyway, uh, the game looks to improve upon pretty much everything in the first game. Uh, it's going to continue the story, which a lot of people call cliched, and I assume it'll probably still follow that cliched direction. Um it's going to have split-screen multiplayer, which I'm very happy about, as well as a whole plethora of new co-op modes. That, yeah, it's got uh, online four-player co-op, which is actually really cool. Yes, Whoa. and That's I awesome. believe the split-screen is also four-player, yep, although yep. I don't know if is, – is that for sure? I think they said yes, that. Yes, actually, actually, it says that in the press release right here. That's pretty awesome. Um, they're going to have team invasion mode. It's a new co-op mode where players will be able to battle side-by-side -side with up to four friends on the same screen. Which, actually, uh, that's that's inaccurate. It says up to four friends. It should be up to three friends, because you can't have five people on a screen. Right. But that's just <laughs> semantics. I'm curious to see how, how they're going to do, like, with, with the... Uh, well, I guess, yeah, the, the, the sensor bar would be weird. Like, you're going to be pointing towards this corner oh, yeah. of the screen, but it's really going to go to, like, well, the middle of the screen. Well, you know what? I don't know but... if any of you guys remember playing uh, Red Steel, the original one. I never did. Multiplayer. No. And I really, I mean, besides the fact that the game's a pile of shit, playing with four <laughs> people... I, it was was doable. I okay. had uh, like I had a lot of fun with that. It was the best part of the game for me. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I, I really I I craved split screen multiplayer in the original one because I'm very much I'm not an online guy. I'm a I'm a you know playing with my friends, perfect dark kind of guy. Yeah, sure. Me too. Um, and also they're they're still gonna have uh, twelve player online in this competitive with larger and more intricate indoor and outdoor battlefields. Very good. Um, we speak as well, once again, and they, they promise better multiplayer security, so it won't be able to be hacked as hacked as easy as, as easy as the first one, which had a lot of problems with that. It's coming out this fall, and it's pretty much, you know, bigger, better, and better. Uh, what do you guys have to say? if it's coming out in the fall. Yeah, I mean, I guess they I guess they hit the ground running. Uh, it, it is kind of interesting to know. Like what high voltage is even working on right now? Because obviously they have the grinder, they have the con they have conduit two, and they have uh, well uh, tournament tournament of legends. I assume is pretty much done. That's coming out in June. But I mean they they've been working on a lot, and I guess they are a studio that always works on a lot because they usually have a lot of licensed games in the pipeline. I feel like they might have planned to make conduit two, uh, like before conduit even came out, and they assumed mm. conduit was going to be a mega hit. 
because it was one of the very you know the f- they hyped it up so much. I think they assumed it was going to be huge and it would need yeah. a sequel. I have a feeling that Sega probably put Sega probably has good faith in them for a reason. I mean, they are kind of a they've been around for like 15 years. They're they're a proven developer. It's just they're not, I don't think yeah. they're proven for the big time yet, but they're proven for you know being competent and getting things out on time. I would love to say that I'll pick up Conduit too, but it'll probably have to wait till it's twelve dollars on Newegg, just like the first yeah, one did. Shouldn't take yeah. long. I mean, I mean, if I hear <laughs> a lot of good things, I'll probably get it. But it's kind of one of those things where I was definitely I, I felt played after getting the first Conduit. Like I yeah. enjoyed the single player was kind of fun, but online multiplayer was, for me at least, pretty much completely broken. Like I think we had the one we had the Wi-Fi night with the with the site around like when it first came out and. Even that, I could barely get it to work for me. And it's not even like I have dodgy internet. It's just that for some reason it wouldn't work for me. That's I'm surprising because I only tried it once, but it worked just fine. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, played... I, I played about 10 time, ten rounds, and it worked pretty well. I, probably, I, I don't know. In my time with the game, I probably tried about 20 to 25 games, and about half of them worked. Wow. So you I guess it's just have terrible luck. I'm encouraged by the fact that in that interview that was recently on our site with the High Voltage Dude... Um, First off, that's really good interview, and if if you haven't read yeah, it, yeah, uh, definitely. Down it's, reading it. it's fantastic. It's Josh Olson. Josh Olson, uh, High well, Studios. Everything we asked him about, you know, he was very aware of. You know, every problem we said, you know, this game looks really generic, and he said, yeah, yeah, you're right. We're going to do something about that. So I, I'm encouraged that they're aware of these problems and how the public perceives the game, and hopefully they'll be fixing that for the sequel. I mean, I think you, you tread a very fine line when you have a lot of, like, they have a lot of community interaction with taking, you know, uh, suggestions from fans and, and, that's, and that kind of thing. And I think you run a, you, you definitely tread a very thin line with that because you don't want to give in to all their demands. It's kind of like you want to pick right. and choose. And I think that High Voltage is a smart enough company that they're going to look at all the criticisms of the first one and then try to, you know, change it up and apply that to the second one. And I think a lot of the a lot of the criticisms that I got, that's like that's probably a big reason why the grinder is on three sixty and PS three as like a you know, a top down like Robotron game as opposed to a first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But yeah, Conduit Conduit too. I'm definitely excited to check it out. I just wanna say something about the screenshots that are on the story here. Oh yeah. Why why I, I guess I kind of understand why, but it just annoys me that Wii games almost always have the worst-looking screenshots. And and when you watch these yeah. games, when you actually play them, they don't look half this bad, you know. But it's because this, there's no anti-aliasing on the Wii, so well, screenshots yeah, always look they always do grainy and you know. Yeah, but it, and it's and it's harder to you can't you know it's harder for me to tell that there's no anti-aliasing when you're uh, playing. Sure. But yeah, exactly. but it's it's just uh, I know I wish. It just sucks, you know. Yeah, those, those because... screenshots were really terrible. I felt I felt bad. Because if you want to tell somebody there's a, sweet, a great game and you, you, know, you recommend it to somebody and then you say, "Here, take a look," and then they look <laughs> at it, they think that's what it's going to look like, and it's but like I don't, you can't. I don't I think don't they look any worse than screenshots we saw from the original game. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, just, I don't think so. So that actually takes us right to the quote, the forum quote from Brood Wars. Um, he says. Those Conduit 2 screens look like an N64 game like Perfect Dark, not something you'd play on the Wii. Well, I think that's because it's a screenshot of a Wii game, and screenshots don't look very good for Wii games. And Well, Zach, I was told by a very high-ranking official that graphics don't matter, so... Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know... Good enough. Whenever... Good enough. 
Drew, Andy, whenever I have the option between the PS3 version of a game and the Wii version, uh, I always take the Wii version. Uh, not only for the uh, motion controls that are slapped on, but also for the uh, far or worse graphics. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. All right, well, moving on to the next story. Uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions is uh, the next Spider-Man game. It's going to be developed by Beanox Studios, who are responsible for such... Great games as Guitar Hero Smash Hits and the Wii version of Quantum of Solace. Uh, oh. Which, you know, they don't really have a good track record, but they're working on this new Spider-Man game that seems to have a pretty interesting hook in that there's these four different dimensions of Spider-Man that uh, are kind of converging and there's some kind of dimensional thing. I don't know, comic bullshit, comic bullshit. Uh, <laughs> story is going to be written by uh, Dan Slott, a comic book writer. And the so far two have been revealed. There is going to be the Amazing Spider-Man, you know, the typical Spider-Man that we know. There's going to be that dimension. There's also going to be the Noir dimension, which is based off of a uh, it's a comic story that I have read called One Sp Spider-Man Noir, which I mean it's Spider-Man set in a noir setting, and there's different graphical stylings yeah. between the two of them. We haven't seen anything specific from the Wii version, so we can't really judge on how it's looked, but supposedly it's also being handled by Beanox, and it will be feature complete with the 360 PS3 version. So it's a perfect example of what Zach just described, as far as <laughs> where you're going to get the PS3 version or the Wii version with tacked on motion controls, but... I, w I will predict that one of the dimensions will be Ultimate Spider-Man. Eh, maybe. I would really like to see uh, the zombie, the, the Marvel Zombies Spider-Man show up. Mm, I think that would yeah, be pretty interesting be and cool. cool. Am I entirely out of line when I say that I would kind of just like to play a port of Spider-Man 2 on Wii? <laughs> no, you would not. Spider-Man 2 game. was fantastic. I, really, like, I mean, I, I'm definitely an advocate for this game, but Spider-Man Web of Shadows, you know, whether you're playing it on Wii, 360, or PS3, it's, it's, I think it's the same. I think Spider-Man Web of Shadows is pretty much the groundwork for how this game is going to show up on Wii, which is, yeah. you know, just a version with less graphics or with worse graphics and motion controls. But the motion controls in Web of Shadows work pretty well. And I think that yeah, that game in general was a very good game. Hmm. I have never played it actually. I played the DS version, which I thought was yeah. pretty pretty good, but I I own the DS version. I don't really like it that much. Speaking of the DS version, that's gonna be developed by the same team that did Web of Shadows DS, so it should be more of the, the spider spidervania. Please of, uh, less fighting. The last Please one. less yeah. Yeah. and fighting. I, I still want to pick up Web of Shadows DS. I haven't gotten a chance. I'll I'm just waiting send for it to, it to drop you. more. <laughs> I'm not going to use it. I'm going to be retro here. and uh, What's the um, Spider-Man arcade game that was out? Carnage. Maximum Wait, Carnage the 2D, or the Separation Anxiety. What's it that? was probably talking about Maximum Carnage. Yeah, Maximum Carnage was, was kind of the so. more well-received one. I just wanted to play that. I don't know. Hell <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would love to see that on Virtual Console. I don't think it'll yeah. happen. Just what, because what of the system, What system was that? I only played that in the arcade, I think. I, think, was, it was, I think it was on Genesis Super Nintendo. Yeah, I think it was too. I think okay. it was too. I have, I have Maximum Carnage for Genesis, and I have Separation Anxiety for SNES. That was so. a good time, yeah. But um, I guess finishing up on Spider-Man Next Dimensions, uh, there, there was a... Uh, at WonderCon, I believe they had uh, the game playable there, but it was the 360 PS3 version. But as previously said, it's going to be feature complete. Or the Wii version is going to be feature complete. And Amazing Spider-Man, you're going through, I believe, the jungle, and you're going after Kraven the Hunter. And it's the, the whole game is going to be level-based, where you go basically in each dimension, you have a series of levels with mini-bosses, and you fight the, the final boss of the, the, the world a couple times during it. 
and in that one it's going to be Craven the Hunter. The noir one's going to feature Hammerhead, which is basically like this mobster guy with a, you know, a, a head that's made of stone or something. I don't know. He's, he's a very <laughs> strong head. But, I mean, I guess it's it's different. It's not going to have the same open world mechanics of other Spider-Man games. But I'll see how it goes. I'm definitely very... I'm not not really sold on this, but I'd like to uh, I'd like to see more of it. Sure. Yeah, and that that's all I have to say about that. Moving on, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson are confirmed for NBA Jam. Uh, it's going to be uh, the 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 final team that you'll play. You will if you when you go through the main mode in NBA Jam for Wii, you will face the 2010 champions, and then you will face. You know, the, the Boston Celtics star Larry Bird and the Los Angeles Lakers star Magic Johnson in a, in a final bout. So uh, that should be pretty cool. Um, the exciting game in general, I believe uh, Aaron Kalutska got some hands-on hands time with it. I don't think he doesn't have impressions up yet, but you can read impressions on other sites. And it looks like the game is pretty much NBA Jam, which is what we all expected. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I am looking forward to this. I, I'm really hoping uh, Reggie Miller's in this game, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I would like I would like to see a lot of retro players because, in all honesty, that's that's what I know of NBA. Is, well, is yeah, they, they they specifically said that in, in one of their interviews. They said that the players who want to play NBA Jam today, they want it to be like it used to be, and they don't follow the NBA today. So we have to put retro players yep. in. Yep. Yeah, that's and true. that's that's one of the smartest things I've ever heard from like a developer of a yeah. Of well, a I mean, that's the thing. There game. seems to be a lot of care taken in this game, and that like the like the developers, I think. This started out as they're like, man, I really like NBA Jam. Let's let's make an NBA Jam-like game, and then they end up getting the license from Midway. Yeah. Which I mean, the it's, corpse it's, of Midway. Yeah. Well, it's the same way uh, Microsoft got Hydro Thunder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to NBA Jam. I th I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, Ian Sane in the forum says this is making uh, regarding the Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. This is making me lean in the direction of buying this game, though I don't know if it's a full. Full price kind of purchase for me. Hell, I got NBA hang time for the SNES for $2, so I don't really need this per se. Did uh, you say SNES? Did yeah, I? you did. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> Super NES, is that okay? That's I didn't say better. I didn't say SNES. That's worse. I prefer I, uh, SNES to SNES. Yeah, yeah, I prefer SNES too. I actually said SNES oh, earlier. You but, did. Anyway, uh, also on NBA Jam, I can tease this because it's for sure. Uh... In two weeks' time, I'm actually going to a uh, EA Sports, like I guess, summer preview event where NBA Jam will be playable as well as a couple other games. So next nice. newscast, I will be talking about NBA Jam. Awesome! And I'm pretty excited, I'm excited to uh, be talking about it or at least playing it. So that should be that should be pretty cool. And Maybe moving Bugs on, Bunny will be in it. Oh man! Well, he's in Warner Brothers, so no. <laughs> no, but Space Jam, you know. Yeah, yeah Space Jam, kick-ass movie. Anyway, Hell moving yeah. on. There, there was a. Uh, Actually, we got to see some gameplay footage of Metroid Other M for the first time ever. But Metroid <laughs> Other M, there was a gameplay trailer for it last week, and it shows off a lot of gameplay, which seems to put people at odds in that it seems to be very fast-paced and uh, move move rather quickly. Um, Neil, you're, but they talking have like, you're talking like that aspect of the game is the first thing to be putting people at odds. <laughs> yeah. That's the good part, if you ask me. I mean, that's... that's In all great. honesty, this trailer, I know, I think I can speak for Zach as well, as well as uh, I think Johnny Metz also had a choice comment of how he's definitely very hyped up for this game. Um, but I'm really excited for this game after seeing this trailer. 
I, I don't know if it's going to be exactly what I want as far as... No, I mean, all I really want is Super Metroid again. Right. But I, I think it's going to be a really, really cool game, and at the very least, just be interesting. I think this is going to be closer than, you know, the Prime games have been. For, yeah. To, oh, because, sure. you know, it's 2D, sort of, so... Yeah. I mean, this is as close as you're going to get, really, unless they do another Game Boy Advance one, which I don't think they will, so... Well, they can't. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> one in the, I mean, a style, a two D, like just one that looks just like those for maybe the DS or something. But I don't think they would do that. Either. I think they should, but I don't think yeah. they will. Yeah, well, they, they were. Too. Remake yeah, they of were. Metroid Two, please. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never, that. I've never played Metroid Two, and I don't know how I'm going to unless I just go on a hunt and get it. Maybe you'll be able to on the next it's, retro. It's, yeah, it's exactly. not retro super thing. hard to find, in all honesty. Yeah, but I gotta get a, I gotta get a, you know, I don't. Oh, I guess Game my Game Boy. Boy Advance will play it, but. I haven't touched that thing in a long time. I don't even know how it works anymore. You know? It's a great game. It is the yeah. Australopithecine to Super Metroid's Homo. <laughs> all right. But Zach said it all. I mean, it's a really cool trailer. It has that really cheesy line of "Time to go, mother." <laughs> yeah, that was kind of dumb. Um, I'm, I'm definitely super, super excited for this game. June now, I will. Can't come I will enough. say though, the outdoor set, all the gameplay I saw. Made me think, why can't I use a nunchuck for that? It's going to be awkward using that itty bitty little D pad, move around in 3D space. Uh, and I, and yeah. I just don't understand why Sakamoto is like, no nunchuck. It's not like it came in the box or anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get the hatred on the nunchuck either, but I mean, I'm willing to give it a try. And, and who's he simplifying it for? Like, yeah, I mean, it's not like, it's you know... It's not a Blue Ocean oh, shit, game. It's Wii, not Wii I, Sports. Yeah, I bought Wii Sports. Now I'm going to go and get Metroid Other M. Like, no, you're not. Exactly. I've yeah. graduated to high-level gaming. Yeah. It's not like New Super Mario Brothers, you know. Everybody has oh, played yeah. Mario Brothers, but a lot of people have not played Metroid. No, You know, there's not nearly yeah. that nostalgia attached to it, so it's really not the same. But maybe that's what they're going to try to do. Maybe they're going to try to market it to other yeah. players. I, I, mean, I, th I think it'll be. I think it would be easier... I would love to see that. That would be I would I would really be interested to see how they could market this to like you know Joe Gamer or not even Joe Gamer like the the Blue Ocean crowd. I would really love to see how they would market this because let's face it, uh, you can't really get any better than being like, hey, let's go to an airport and play Metroid Prime Three. <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers that gem of a commercial. Oh yeah. Because that's totally what I do is I just set up my my Wii in the middle of an airport and I'm like, hey, random person, let's play Metroid Prime Three. Yeah, waiting I would for the plane. Yeah. I would expect they'll just probably choose not to market it for the most part. Like that seems to be their strategy for the vast majority of you the Metroid series. You think they'll drop it? I think they'll put it out there, and they know that there's a crowd for it, and it'll sell to that crowd. Yeah, that's the I way mean, I felt about it. There, there may be some magazine advertisements. There may be a commercial, but they're not going to put a whole lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. It's not. It's not Wii Sports. Right. Yeah, that's true. The people I, I, who are going to buy Other M know when Other M is coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I would very much uh, like I'm 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 not I wouldn't say I'm eager to see what they're going to do, but I would like to see what they're going to do if they're going to try to make this like, you know, a mass market game or just keep it with the niche that it will serve. I think they would be wise to keep it with the niche they serve because I don't think you can market Metroid to somebody who's never played Metroid before. I don't know. Kind of like Metal really Gear. Well. Kind of like Metal Gear. Would you would you try and market Metal Gear to somebody who didn't know what it was? 
No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't market Metal Gear Solid Four. Maybe <laughs> no. the first one. Or, well, maybe the first yeah. one, but like Peace Walkers coming out, they're not going to try and get a ton of people with that. Yeah. It kind of reminds me how, like, before each season of Lost, they play a like a one-hour recap of everything right. that's happened so oh far. My God. That, that, that makes good. it sound so stupid. Right. When good you luck. That. Yeah, my girlfriend was yeah. in the room when they did that recap thing, and I was embarrassed to, for her to be in there because it just sounds so stupid. Yeah, it when does. Condense it. Well, maybe that's because the show sounds stupid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's going to be edited out. <laughs> Lost rules and uh, shut up. <laughs> Let's move on. No, no, I, I have I have no real hatred towards Lost. It's just that it didn't it didn't really grab me. But moving did on. You, did you lose interest? <sighs> yeah, I, I I lost interest. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's gonna be edited out. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. What? Lindemann does puns. Why can't we do puns? We're <laughs> real journalists. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding <laughs> Man, fuck Super Mario Galaxy 2. Speaking oh, of man. Super Mario Galaxy 2, uh, there was a trailer for that as well. Um, it came out the day after Metroid Other M. I guess it was trailer week over at Nintendo. And it looks um, so good. Yeah, Super I'm Mario so Galaxy excited. 2. Once again, another trailer that just puts a big goofy smile on my face. They showed off the new world map, which looks kind of interesting. Basically, it's yeah. like you're on a you're on a Mario head planet, and it's like a spaceship, and you go from world to world. Or galaxy to galaxy. Yeah, it's almost like a hub world and a map at the same time because you can move around yeah. on that big head yeah. and go to talk to people and stuff. So it's both, really. It's very strange. Yeah. I I want this game. I I want this game now. I want to go to yeah. there. Nice thirty rock reference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy a lot of games they have released, but I saw Amazon had that twenty dollar uh, gift card credit for uh, pre-ordering Mario That's Galaxy right, Two. Yeah. So yeah, every, everyone should do that. that. That's a uh, good idea. Yep. I'm all over that. They have a, the Rock Mario power-up was shown off, which basically just, you know, that's turns Bowser, Mario to a rock. That's what Bowser had in the last game. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. You, you turn into a rock and you roll around. It's it's pretty cool. There's also this, like, this um, this uh, phosphorescent Yoshi power-up where, like, he eats some berry or something, and then he walks around places without platforms and uh, puts oh, that yeah. light that he can walk yeah. on. And That's they right. also, you know, reconfirm the Fire Flower, the Bee, and the Boo power-ups are all coming back. So that is awesome. uh, pretty pretty dope. I can't wait. What's with the Bee Suit hate? I like the Bee Suit. Who I hates the Bee Suit? suit. I like yeah. the Bee Suit. Well, I think actually, I was I was reading something, I think they're changing up the Bee Suit a little bit, and they're pretty much just going to have it in like, those side-scrolling levels that they talked about, which uh, I think oh. serves it serves it a lot better. Like the beast, the beast suit was cool in theory. Like it's a hell of a lot better than that stupid spring suit, but there were some parts where it just got kind of awkward to control it. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a way to let Mario fly without making him too powerful or letting him yeah. go anywhere yeah. he wants. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously they made that power up too, and you really couldn't do much with it. But right, right. Um, yeah, the, I guess it's a way. I don't know. It's it's kind of a just a limited flying thing, and it I makes it sense cool. to me. Yeah, dude, cool. that flying mushroom power up would be cool for like kind of a Star Foxy segment. Oh wow! Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they didn't use that more in the original. Yeah, yeah no I, I thought they were once I got it in, in the hub world, but they didn't. I, know, I think right? they, I almost I almost think they included that power up solely for the purpose of trailers, so that they could show him <laughs> doing that in the trailer. There was no other reason for it. Well, let's let's move on to uh, another another quick hit, which I guess that wasn't really that quick. But uh, Mad World on Wii was a mismatch with the Wii audience, according to Sega. In an interview with CVG, Sega's head of Western operations, Mike Hayes, commented on Mad World and how it fared on Wii. 
Um, Poorly. He was asked about whether or not that Platinum Games Platinum Games title was a natural home on Wii, and he pretty much said no. He said, critically, it got a lot of claim, but commercially, it wasn't the success we wanted it to be. Clearly, that was a mismatch with the Wii audience, particularly in terms of the amount of cross-ownership between Wii and the other home platforms. If you're going to play a mature-rated game, you're going to get your 360 PC or PS3 out to do so. But you can't knock us for having a go. Yeah, yeah, I can knock you for having a go, because you sound like a dick now. I kind of disagree, <laughs> because uh, it's not like the game was... I, I don't know. Uh, I disagree with his claim that it got critical acclaim. The game was... I gave it critical acclaim, and every time I read that review, I'm like, man, maybe I should have scored this game lower. But I read my review, and I'm like, no, I agree with Pass Neil. It's just living... that I never really want to play the game again. I loved yeah, it when it... I played it, and then it ended five hours in, and I was just kind of like, well, uh, do I want to go back and play anything? Nope, I'm done. I've played yeah. through the first couple of areas, and I it just I don't know if I can keep going because it's so repetitive. And I still haven't I, touched it. I, I like beat you know I like I, I like beat 'em ups in general, but I need some sort of level design or puzzle or something like besides it's it's just really repetitive to me. Is it know. really that much of a one trick pony? I think so. I don't know. I I kind it of looks disagree great. because I love the way it looks. I I think. Just because of how short it is, like I think when I when I played it for review, I think it was four or five hours and I was done. And I think yeah. looking back on it, if it was any longer than that, it would have been awful. But because it was four or five hours, I thought that it held up throughout. Because basically, mm. when I was getting near the end, I was like, well, this is like I'm doing the same thing. Like there wasn't anything new to introduce, and it does kind of introduce new new wrinkles on it, like new bit. ways to kill people. Not yeah. not too drastically. Definitely near the end of it, you're doing some really cool stuff. Like you're on a space station, and you can like hit a button and throw people out into space. It's that that was pretty yeah, fun. That's kinda cool. Well, well at I the end of the day the question going, at the end of the day the question you have to ask is would this, would the game have done better if it was on Xbox three sixty or PlayStation? No, because it's still a niche no. game. Yeah, like, and I, I think that's that's the bottom line as far as this particular topic is concerned. If the game would do better on those systems then he has a point and if it wouldn't then he doesn't and I don't think it would yeah. personally. I wouldn't yeah. I'll bet it would have reviewed worse on the other systems. It, it probably oh, yeah. would have, because I think the motion controls are a big part of what makes this game fun. I think if you just, oh, yeah. if you put it to regular buttons, it would kind of suck. But, I mean, going off of this, uh, obviously, you would think that internally, Sega's comparing this directly to Bayonetta, because they're, they're very similar right. at, at, at their base, well, both Platinum Games, both beat-em-ups. I mean, oh, not, I I mean they're, they're just at, at their, their very basic level, they're, they're similar. But I think there's a difference with Bayonetta. One, I saw a hell of a lot of more support for Bayonetta leading up to its release mm -hmm. and after. Yep. And I, I would argue that I think Bayonetta got even more critical acclaim than Mad World did, because there wasn't any kind of backlash of how short it was, which just seemed to be what happened after it came out, and also the bad press with uh, how it's, uh, what is it, it, it runs it runs differently on PAL systems and doesn't yeah, support yeah, yeah. something oh, or really? whatever nonsense that I don't really care about. It's not, it's not progressive scan, right? Yeah, yeah, that's oh. it. It's not progressive scan. But oh, also, also, Neil, Bayonetta, Bayonetta uh, has tits and ass. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, is that Bayonetta is more appealing in that, you know, you have Sarah Palin, and she's <laughs> fighting angels. But in Mad World, like, you have some generic dude in black and white smoking a cigarette. Like, there's well, kind you of have a that, disconnect there. You have that woman who comes out and, like, introduces the crazy games and then kills the pimp. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no, she spoiler, scares me, spoiler, so. spoiler warning, the pimp's the final boss. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it's, it's actually... Uh, how did he survive? How did that guy story, survive? The story is penned by a Final Fantasy writer. Like, I don't understand why, but I like Mad World. I just never want to play it again. It was really a great game yeah. while I played it. I'll probably finish it if it's that short. I mean, no reason not to. 
Yeah. And like Tell the levels are, the, the bosses, the bosses are ridiculous. There's one. Yeah. Uh, you fight like this Batwoman in a church that was especially memorable. Because, um, hmm. yeah, I won't spoil it, but there's some spanking. I think I just got to the guy who was like a western gunslinger guy, and he's, he uh, slides around on a rail. Oh, you are you are very very early. Yeah, I've only through like the first two areas, so I'm very okay. Early. Yeah, you you could uh, like I mean I can I can rip on you for not getting that far in Mad World, but you'll be able to rip on me for not getting that far in Cave Story later. Yes. <laughs> Neil, what does uh, does Bayonetta have to write the button combinations on her hand? <laughs> oh, no, no, I believe she doesn't. She just gets yeah. her ass groped by some reporter dude. Nice. So Netflix oh, came to we. Good. Yeah, I, 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 can you sign up for it, or are they just sending that to random people? No, you sign, sign up, up for it. the disc. Do, do you have a, You need to have a Netflix account. Which uh, I, do. I think it's like the basic. It's the eight dollar one. Uh, there's a website. I believe it's like Netflix.com/slash/we. Yeah, that you can much. go on that and request a disc. Um, it seemed right to be now. like a. It, it's a staggered. It's a staggered launch. Uh, I know some people got it. I, I got mine right before packs. I got mine. Me too. Right after packs. I still have not used it. I've been very busy in the past. I almost few feel weeks. like it's pretty much coming out to everybody now because everybody who yeah. on the staff who I think has ordered it has gotten it. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think they're still rolling out. I mean, probably a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think I think it's pretty much gone to everyone and. It uses the pointer controls. It seems to have a s- similar feature set to the PS3 and 360 versions. And Grant, you've actually used it, so tell uh, us. It's smooth. I I like the um. Well, my, I have not used the 360 and PS3 ones, so when I act like it's awesome, it's probably not that awesome compared to those. Because I used a Roku box, which is which is like uh kind of a cheapo version of that, but it doesn't let you add anything to your queue on the box, so. Yeah. Now I can, cool. and it's and it's great. So um, Grant, do you have do you have a full access to the entire streaming library to add, or is it just like no? A, it's some feature it's selections. It's like yeah, new okay. arrivals. Um, okay. There's like six or seven. There's stuff that they recommend based on things you have watched. Um, that, that's the exact same interface that the the, the, the uh, 360 has then. And then mm-hmm. the PS3 one. I think it's just a little. It's a little different on each one. Yeah. Just you know to optimize for that. You know, and people people kind of hate on the selection of uh, stuff on there but uh, it depends it's on your so taste it's getting I, better all the I have, time yeah you know i have 200 things on my queue and i yeah. would watch all of them i i don't have a problem I, I think especially if you like stuff that's a little bit older uh, a little bit less well known uh and if you like tv there's a lot of great tv on there i i have I'm no a, problem I'm a, I'm a big fan of king of the hill and king they of the hill is not that. even it's not even out on DVD past season six, they stopped releasing them. Yeah, but really? Netflix streaming has got a, has got season seven, eight, and nine. So that's um, awesome. That's for any, for any lover, any lover of TV shows, uh, well, at least the TV shows that I like, uh, Thirty Rock and Party Down are both on it, yeah, and those are probably yeah. two of the funniest shows on television. Yeah. They've got all of the Office on there. They got um, all of Arrested Development on there. Better uh, off Ted. Yes, yes. Arrested show. Development just got a, just got added. Yeah. Just have you did, guys so. have any of you guys seen Headcase? That's a good show. I'll never watch that. No, very funny. But yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic selection. I mean, really, the eight dollars a month you're paying for that is is a ridiculously low price for what yeah, it offers. It is. Yeah, it's pretty much replaced cable for me. I mean, honestly, it'll take me so long to get through everything on this queue. So, I, yeah. I read an article about Netflix that said that uh, that forecasted that in the future they might stop um, the mail delivery and go st- if totally they get everything. Streaming. If they can get everything on streaming, that would be amazing. But that would, that seems pretty difficult. 
I don't know. Yeah. If, if, if you're talking that, then you're talking about getting it built into a lot more like ready, ready sure, to go yeah. like appliances. Like every TV on the market has it. Yeah, yeah. And it, we're we're, yeah. we're getting a lot closer to that, but it's not there yet. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, supposedly it's even coming to DS, which is just like the last for me to be. I can't imagine that working yeah. well. Right, and it's coming to iPhone, iPod Touch soon. So yes. Yep. That's go. pretty cool. Is, really it, is, it, is it already out on iPad? It is out on iPad, and then okay. the and Netflix president had some kind of a blog post where he said uh, something along the lines of, we wouldn't serve you a full meal without serving dessert, in, re in reference to iPod Touch questions and iPhone questions. Awesome. So uh, that basically confirms that they're working on it. Like, really, I mean, Netflix was never really on my radar until they started doing the, the instant stuff, and have, basically it came out on 360, and I discovered it, and I... I I love Netflix. I, yes. It's fantastic. so good. And Instant is fantastic. I don't think I've even really watched a movie with a disc. I just use Instant. Yep. 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 I've got it. I've had the same disc sitting in my house for two months. I haven't touched it because... And <laughs> who cares? Because it's Instant. Yeah. Like Exactly. It's fantastic. And that's that's all we've got for news for this week. Quite, um, the, quite the bundle. Quite the bash. Yes. Uh, and, wow. And now uh, I'll hand it over to you, Andy. Thank uh, you, For what you're reviewing... Yeah, uh, so for what you're reviewing this week, uh, I don't think Zach has a dedicated title, but uh, yeah. I'm going to be talking about Deca Sports DS up first, and then I'll move on down the line. So Deca Sports DS is the what the third title in the Deca Sports series. Yeah, I think. there was Deca Sports 1 came out, I think, 2007, and Deca Sports 2 came out on Wii in the fall. Right, and Deca Sports was never really anything more than a Wii Sports ripoff. I think that's pretty yeah, clear. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the... the uh, we can hate on Deck of Sports all we want, but I, I played a bit of uh, Deck of Sports 2, and it's really not a terrible game, because what they do is they have, like, these ten kind of random sports, and you get, like, really weird stuff that you would never see in a video game. And it's really? not like, I mean, it's not like they're just riff, riffing off of, like, oh, we're going to have bowling and tennis. Like, uh, they yeah, have the tank. Like in, in Deca Sports very, too. very few of the games in Deck of Sports DS are shared by... Uh, Wii Sports. We or, have, e or, any, or, or even any DECA Sports game previously. I mean, you have arm yeah. wrestling. What is that? Uh, what, CPAC Takra or whatever? Yeah, I had never heard of that until I played this. I, I, get, I get the impression this game was not designed with the American audience in mind because I haven't heard a lot of stuff. And there's, there's stuff like rugby but not football. There's wall yeah. climbing but there's not basketball. There's not baseball. There's not there's, – there's, there's a lot of really obvious sports missing and a lot of really kind of – uh, unusual sports added, but that, and that, that's kind of cool. It gives you a chance to experience something different. Um, what I'm finding is that some of them are are pretty frustrating, uh, and so some of them are a lot of fun. They they alternate back and forth between whether or not they use the stylus or the buttons. Uh, some of them, are like wall climbing, I actually enjoy. Uh, skeet shooting or clay shooting, I guess, is is pretty fun. But it's it's, it's got a really weird interface. Like, what kind of a game is skeet shooting? It's isn't skeet shooting just another word for clay shooting? Yeah, I, I can yeah. think of another. I mean, skeet oh god, shooting. Zach, no, 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 we're not going down that line. Continue talking, Andy. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, like it's kind of weird because you you use the stylus on the on the touch screen to move the like the, the the crosshairs, but the crosshairs are actually on the top screen. So really, you're like you're, it's almost kind of like you're using a mouse more than like drawing your your cursor. And the one thing that, that kind of threw me for a loop when I was just I kind of I played it without reading the tutorial because who needs a tutorial. Um, but to, to fire your gun, there's no button press or tap for that. You just yank the stylus upward sharply. Like you, you simulate kickback on your gun basically. Yeah. And it's so freaking weird because you're, you're essentially 
unaiming yourself to fire the gun and you have you have to do a really really sh- sharp quick movement of your hand to get the gun to fire without moving your crosshair it's bizarre um and that's sort of like that's the, the sentiment kind of just goes the entire way through the game there's a lot of weird weird choices uh very few of the games feel like the controls are a natural extension of what you'd want to do um the, there's, there's, there's a table tennis game and i'm a big fan of table tennis uh so i was looking forward to trying that out but basically you just control the paddle via swipes on the touch screen even though the game is taking place on the top screen and your the swipes are not corresponding to when you actually hit the ball so you have to swing early which mm. is really annoying it's it's just there's a lot of really weird things that keep this game from being all that much fun uh but the presentation is really good uh, the graphics are pretty solid i mean definitely taking a lot of cues from Wii Sports uh, you can create your own team and I think you can you can, you can have, have up to six created teams with six players each, and each player can be customized kind of to the same extent that a, that, that a me could be customized. Um, and there's small players, medium players, and large players, and that, do, that do, does sort of factor into how well they do when they're playing the game. So there's, there's a lot of really good presentation here, and the graphics feel pretty well done. Um, it does 3D on both screens when it's introducing each game, which is kind of kind of neat. Like, it'll show the same arena from two different camera angles kind of panning mm. around. And that's pretty cool, but, but the gameplay just it doesn't really hold up, and I'm kind of looking forward to being done with it. But I have a little more. I, I haven't yet been able to be – because the way you progress through the game is you play on, on league mode where you just pick a team and go through, like, all of the sports on each difficulty level. And it's kind of like Mario Kart. If you, you know, if you do well on a sport, you get X number of points. And as you progress through the entire collection of sports, you just accumulate these points. And at the very end, then if you if you finish first, then then you win. Um, yeah. And I've yet to be able to to win on the second difficulty yet, so I'm still gonna I'm still trucking. There's there's a few games that are just really frustrating and hard to beat the computer at. And I don't know if there's a, there's like a gameplay component that I'm missing, or if they're just not well made. And I haven't decided, I haven't come down on the fence uh, as to what the answer is there, but. But it's not an awful game. If you like sports mini games or track and field kind of games, uh, you could do worse. But you could probably just do a lot better too. Uh, I remember uh, I I did I wrote impressions for this. I, I saw it like back in January, and I remember the uh, the the wall climbing thing was pretty cool. Just because it was, yeah, it was very much, like that would be the kind of thing that like if I was waiting in a line at PAX, I would be like, hey guys, we could play this single card multiplayer right now. But it's nothing well, that I would yeah. spend a lot of time into. Wall climbing is actually one of the few sports that I, I kind of feel like the controls mirror the experience. Yeah, because you're, you're basically, just, it's, it's yeah. basically the touchscreens divided into two sides, and like the left side is your left hand, the right right side is your right hand, and you just tap in quick succession, and eventually you'll get to like things that you have to hang off, and I think you have to like uh you have to rub the touchscreen like, back, rub, rub touch yeah. back and forth. Each it's, sport it's also cool. has sort of an endurance based mini game. Like for the wall climbing, there's one where you just try to figure out how how high you can climb in 30 seconds, and then for the clay shooting, there it is. You keep shooting until you miss three times, and there's like it's like high score based, and I'm not really sure if you unlock stuff with that or or what. But it's once again, this sort of goes back to the production value. They've they've packed a lot of stuff in this game, and they've wrapped it in a fairly pretty package. So, um, it's it's kind of enjoyable, but there's a lot there there, there are some problems with it. Cool. That's pretty much all I have to say about Deca Sports DS. I'll hopefully have the review of that up um, by the end of the week, maybe 
well, not probably not the end of the week, maybe, maybe the middle of next week. Uh, so check that out. And uh, with that, I will pass it off to Grant, who has been taking a look at the Korg DS10+. Plus. Yeah, um, this, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to talk about well, this. Well, cause... first off, did you ever play the first one? No, I did not. But okay. uh, you know, first of all, this the only difference, as far as I can tell, with this is that it has some extra stuff for the DSi, but when you plug it into or put it into a DS, there's really nothing new. Um, okay. It's the, the, the DSi. When you put it in a DSi, it uh, doubles the number of sequencers. Uh, se- uh, yeah, sequencers and drum tracks you can have, which is good mm. because I kind of feel like there's not enough in the uh, version I'm playing because I don't have a DSi. And so I'm kind of realizing maybe I'm not the person to be reviewing this. <laughs> I just realized that really. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, but I can kind of talk about it in terms of what uh, it has for the DS. Um, and you know this thing is ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't I don't think a non-musician could make heads or tails of this thing. You know, uh, it's it's really complicated. Um, you basically um, create patterns which are groups of notes that can be up to 16 beats long and you can sequence them and uh, alter all the properties of each note um, in a jillion different ways there's you know flangers and chorus and reverb and and, and delays and all sorts of things you can plug on plug into these and uh, you kind of you're, you're dealing with a set kind of virtual knobs like you would find on a real uh, Korg and and twisting them around and uh, it's really just a, a way to experiment and I mean it's really fun when you kind of get the hang of it but when you start out if you don't know really what you're doing uh, every every note you make will sound like a kind of a fart you know it's there's really <laughs> I mean it'll just it there, if you just randomly twist knobs, it's not going to sound good. So you're going to have to figure out what each sound is and um, kind of program in a melody. And once you kind of get a pattern, you can do up to 16 patterns and save them. And then you can arrange them in a song, which is basically a, another big giant sequence track where you arrange the patterns that you've made. So it's it's kind of complicated. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of little moving parts in this game, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm working on. See, I, and I don't think I, I, I don't think I can do a standard review of it because it's not a game in any sense of the word. Uh, I mean, even categories that we use in our reviews, like gameplay, aren't not, aren't going to work. I don't think so. I, I'm thinking about doing a blog post about it. Um, uh, I'm going to try would and be comp- the way to go. Yeah, I'm going to try and compose a uh, a tune with it, and I've I, I mean I've got a kind of a Serviceable, serviceable version of the Mario theme uh, run in with oh, it, awesome. which is okay. And I sent Andy, or Andy has an MP3 of that, so if he wants to insert it in the podcast, he can. Um, sure, I'll put it at the end after the uh, after the closing. Yeah, it's it's not the best you can do with this uh, software, and they have a couple of demo tracks on the on the the cartridge that um, sound way better. So it's possible to to make really good pro stuff. You can make some really sweet chip tune sounding songs with this thing so it just takes time uh it's like a, it's basically like an, a full-fledged synthesizer um wh- one complaint i guess with the version i'm playing is that there's only two you can only kind of do two sequences at once um which doesn't seem enough uh but like i said the dsi if you plug it into dsi it's going to give you i think four and that's a lot better so um 
you know, DSI owners with, you know, musical talent should probably get it because it's pretty sweet. But it, it it's it's a it's a lot of patience. Um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know how much more I can talk about it without just getting crazy technical. It's 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 pretty it's pretty nuts. And and it, you know it sounds really cool. I wish I was a musician. It's cool. Uh, it's just it's it's not something I just don't I just want to make sure nobody thinks that it's like um, a music game. Yeah. It's not electroplankton, you know. It's not Wii music. It's not a simplified version of instruments that you can, you know, that it it doesn't give you a game like uh, interface to, uh, you know, achieve a goal. You don't you're not you're not playing anything. You're just creating music from scratch. So it's cool right. in that sense. But I don't you know no don't buy it if you want a music game. It's not at all. So. Um, I guess the only way you can really tell if it's any good is to listen to stuff that's been made with it. So uh, Andy can put up that MP3 and you can see, but it, you can do a lot more interesting stuff than that. So, um, yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. Well, I got I got a good thing to link to our next part of what you're reviewing, which is now going to take a turn to uh, what you do in a feature on and what you <laughs> what what, are, what you're previewing. But um. I, I played Electroplankton for the first time because I got a couple of them in preparation for the DSiWare feature. Um, spoiler, uh, none of the Electroplankton games are in the DSiWare feature because I just found them <laughs> all really, really weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're cool, but it's just like they're, they're not games. They're not even really like music things. It's just like, hey, let me like play with these things and see what these little tadpole yeah. things do. It's really, I mean, I've never played it, but from what I can gather, it's really just making ambient music, which is completely freeform, kind of just... Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. It's just that I wouldn't really it's a recommend toy, it, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a, a game. It's a toy. Yeah, I always pictured it as being like flow, but maybe not. No, no, not no, at all. No. But moving on. So uh, I've I've been working on this DSiWare feature with Matt Blunden, Zach, um, and and Lauren. Well, I guess help from Lauren. Lauren wrote one of the paragraphs, or one of the one of the one of the games up. Zach, you did a couple. And Matt Blunden and I did did quite a few. But yeah. this DSiWare feature, where we're going over the best of the DSiWare for this entire first year. It's been a year since DSiWare first came out, and DSi oh. came out, which is which is ridiculous it's hard to if you believe. Think about it. Yeah, and th- there's already been another system or another iteration <laughs> on the system released within that. Time and another frame. one announced. Yeah, but oh th- there's been a lot of really really good games for DSiWare and. You know, I, I really, if you're interested in it at all, go read our feature. We have like 30 games on there. We're uh, right now uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Three of the days are up. I just put the the fourth one to bed a little while ago, so that should be up tomorrow morning. Probably by the time you hear this, all five days will be up. I'd also like to make the note that if there are any games that we missed, I know we we're gonna miss Pop Island. I'm sorry, everyone, but um, you can email me. Uh, there's a there's a there's a staff contact form that you can fill out. There's a link to it in in the feature article. You send can email all me. email. Send all angry email to RFN. Yes. <laughs> but or, or you can email newscast at Nintendo World Report as well if you want to do that. That's right. We have an email address. But but basically just just write a paragraph about whatever game we missed and tell us why it's awesome and who who would like it. Pretty much. You can look at our paragraphs in there to see uh what 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 to do and it as long as it's coherent it will be posted sometime next week um and i have that, uh, to i gotta commend you neil on thinking up this feature and implementing it and, and really sticking with it i think you did a really good job and, and it's thank, a very cool feature thank and you i'm sir. happy to have been a part of it all right well uh, i guess to wrap up this this little uh this little pimping section about it 
uh, since Andy and Grant, you guys don't have DSI, so you can't really be a part of this exclusive club right now. Oh. But Zach, what's <laughs> what are what are your top three DSIware games? Top three DSIware games. Well, the first one is Flipnote Studio, which I spend a <laughs> lot of time with, even now. I won't go into what I actually create on Flipnote Studio. We'd if have you really to want to know, email out. newscast uh, at Tedderworld would have to be on there. Uh, but, uh, boy, I, I need to get WarioWare DIY now just, just so I can make oh, no. the same kinds of things that people exactly, can interact exactly. with. If you get WarioWare DIY, I will buy that game immediately because I want to see whatever you, you make is, in that all game. You need, all you need, Neil, is the... Uh, no, the no, WiiWare you don't, channel. because you can only you can only do that locally. If you, the, the last RFN, Johnny was talking about that with the WiiWare one. Uh, we'll we'll save that for when we talk about WarioWare DIY wait, wait, showcase. Wait, 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 that's. I thought. Oh See, no. We'll, we'll save it. We'll we'll talk about it later. So, uh, Flipnote right. Studio. What are your other two? Flipnote Studio, Dark Void Zero, and Spado. Yes. Well, my top three would be uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong March or Minis March again, which is really uh, I was playing that again because I, I haven't played it in in a couple months, and it's just it's it's like the entire damn retail game with it put on DSiWare, and then you can download other levels, make your own. It's really really cool. That is cool. Um, uh, art style picto bits slash art style, and uh, I guess I'll say projectile. Because I really, really like Trajectile, but there's really there's so many games. I think I actually counted. I have 30 games, or yes, oh. yes, I've I've 30 games and growing on DSiWare. Nice. Wow. Sounds like my. A lot, my a lot of them were actually purchases for this. That some of them didn't pan out. So ones that I wanted, I, I have at least 20 more. You're gonna have plus. to start yeah. cleaning the fridge. Yeah, well, I, I have an SD card in there that I swap games between. Nice. Yeah, I have, but, I'm curious about that. How how big are they, and how quick can you fill up your system? Um, with those? I I think well, let's say uh, so DSI where or DSI launched in April. I didn't have to worry about deleting anything until like October. That's not too bad. So I mean, it, it I guess it's probably like I think it's like something like I could fit like 10 to 15 games on it. Alright, and you can swap them on an SD. I mean, it's it's still, it's annoying to have to swap like that, but it's it, it could be worse. It's But it's can you load that... them from the SD, from the SD no, card? No, no, you can't. Well, have to wait, uh, they gotta fit, we'll have to wait that three Wii years in. down the line when they add that functionality. In. That's yeah, right. Yep. That'll be a 3DS launch feature. Yes, uh, and, and I would like to state here that if Nintendo does not include some way for me to transfer my DSiWare games to 3DS, I will not fucking buy 3DS. Not and gonna I, I'm going to be saying that probably every episode until I find out yes or no. Um, and now not. I'm going to move on to my my personal section on what you're previewing. And uh, outside of PAX, which didn't really have a lot of Nintendo content, there was uh, BitTrip Runner was there, which looks really cool but Sweet. really, really hard. We talked about that a little bit, I think, on the, uh, on the drunk cast. So if you can slog through that, you can hear yeah. our thoughts on that. But, um... I'll talk about what I saw later that week after, after PAX East ended, which uh, I went to New York City to visit uh, the PR company that works with D3 Publisher, and they had two games that I got to check out. One of them was Puzzle Quest 2, which is pretty much the original Puzzle Quest, but more streamlined. There's more depth to it. Um, if you like the original Puzzle Quest, you'll totally dig Puzzle Quest 2. Haven't they made a bunch of Puzzle Quest sequels? They made, they made it, it originally came out on DS. It came out on XBLA, and this new one, Puzzle Quest 2 is coming out, I think, at the same time on Xbox Live Arcade and DS. 
Well, I think uh, he was referring to Puzzle Quest Galactrix. Yeah. Puzzle Quest Galactrix came out last year, and that that's was not different. a sequel. Straight up, that's not a straight up sequel then. Yeah. I guess. Well, well, because okay. Puzzle Quest basically, I mean, I actually mentioned this there. It was like it's the one that's like Bejeweled, and they'd be like, no, that's Gyromancer. I was like, well, okay, <laughs> it's not technically Bejeweled, but this game is fucking Bejeweled. You can't yeah. lie to me, sir. It's, <laughs> it's you're playing Bejeweled, but it's an RPG, and it's it's yeah. a really cool mechanic. I haven't really played the original one that much, but I was having a lot of fun playing the demo. Um, Puzzle Quest Galactic was more like Hexic, if anyone remembers that game. It was right. like a, I it that. came built in with the 360 when you got it. I don't know if they still do that, but it was when I got my launch one. I um, found like the the concept behind Puzzle Quest One was was good. But the the actual like software felt buggy it was and kind, kind of very laggy. buggy. This yeah, one I'm, I'm kind of worried about it. The touch too. screen the touch screen gave me some shit during the demo, but um, I mean I hope it'll be less buggy than the original. I remember hearing that being a big complaint of that. So uh, when you yeah. say it's like you said it's like hexic. The well, no, 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 no. The was. Puzzle Quest Galactrix was Puzzle Quest oh. Two is like Bejeweled. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Yep. And uh, the other game that I saw there, which is kind of the reason why I'm talking about this, because Puzzle Quest 2 really, uh, you know what to expect. It's Bejewel, it's, it's like Puzzle Quest 1. But there's this kind of interesting game that I thought was just going to be a piece of shit. Uh, Kid Adventure Sky Captain, which sounds like a piece of shit. It's it actually developed, it's developed by Taurus Games, which, for any of you astute readers, or listeners, you'll know that Taurus Games are the people they developed, uh, um, Scooby-Doo First Frights, and we also did an interview with them with their prototype game, Little Monsters, which kind of looks it was basically a little big planet but for we as far as in the the game mechanics it seemed a little floaty and it had you know little monster kids um but they they did this game kid adventure sky captain which is basically pilot wings for kids and hmm. is actually kind of fun it uses the mo you hold uh the Wii remote like an NES controller and you tilt to move your plane and you know you can do stuff like because it's non-violent it's a kids game you uh you shoot water balloons instead of a gun and you can take pictures and stuff, and there's all these little missions to do along these worlds. The graphics aren't amazing, but, I mean, they're, they're pretty nice. Um, and also, you have all these different ships you can get. Like, you start off with just a, a regular plane, but you can get a gyrocopter or a jet plane. And the the really cool thing is there's a UFO that's a pain in the ass to control. But you oh. can also do the, uh, there's a big end game mission in that. Like, the final mission once you do everything is uh, you go and you abduct cows. And they're, like, hidden throughout all the <laughs> different worlds. <laughs> And the the worlds are all, I mean, it's it's very it's very you know kid friendly. But like, there's like a pirate level. There's one that the uh, the PR rep was trying to convince me looked like the world in Avatar. And I'm like, yeah, uh, it's not in 3D. It doesn't look as nice. Uh, this isn't Avatar. I'm sorry, or whatever. Pandora is the name of the planet from Avatar. But it was a really neat little game, and it's only 20 bucks. So now if this you game really is, like pilot this game called Kid Adventures Sky Captain. So it's Sky Captain, but as kids, so it's Sky Captain in the world of yesterday. No, no, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they, the whole goal of the that. game is you play as some kid who wants to be the new Sky Captain of Cloister Island. But uh, I have impressions right. up on the site if you wanna if you wanna read them. Basically, I mean, it's it's. The pilot. island is an ice type. <laughs> when are they just gonna make pilot wings? I don't yeah, know, but this is truth. a nice stop when yeah. If yeah. you really want pilot wings to come out. I, well, I guess maybe. if you buy this, if you buy this game, it's not like Nintendo's gonna be like, "Whoa, Kid Adventure Sky Captain's selling a lot. Let's make a new Pilot Wings." But if, <laughs> if you really want to play a Pilot Wings game, I think this is as close as you're gonna get for a while. Oh, if you wow. really want to play a Pilot Wings game, go find a used copy of Pilot Wings '64. <laughs> yeah, that's because that shit ain't coming to the VC. 
I, I played that I played that for the first time ever at PAX East. Really? Well done. Yes, I had never played Pilot Wing sixty four before. I have the Super Nintendo version. And I've never played any Pilot Wing games. I've never it, played I never played either one of them. I played it was a lot of fun. It was, a, it was I mean it was kinda hard because I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. But uh, I was playing it with a friend of mine who was there, and we, we had a lot of fun with it. And I love the the little death animations when they just kind of flop on the ground, sure. and like they're, they're they're they don't like it's not ragdoll physics rag at all. Doll. Yeah, but yeah, it was a pretty cool game. I mean, uh, it's not like I'm gonna rush out and buy it or anything. But I mean, if you if you really like pilot wings, try this game. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's let's go ahead and close that out and move on to the uh, the weekly downloads for the past two weeks. I'm going to kick it off with, with WiiWare, which uh, starts with Fishy Fishy. <laughs> from DK Games. only one button. <laughs> yeah. It's from DK Games. It'll cost you 500 points, and it looks like a very, very sort of simple party game. But it's kind of hard to tell what exactly you are doing. I, I watched a YouTube video, and it looked like a whole bunch of fish flying frantically around some sort of a like game board. But I couldn't figure out what exactly was supposed to be happening. Um, so I don't know. Next after that, we got Learning with the Puyus, Episode 2. I've from, been waiting so long for this. Yeah, I know. From uh, Lexus Numerique, I guess. Numerique. Lexus Numerique. Uh, five French. Yeah. 500 points. It's an early childhood game meant for people who haven't even started to read yet, so probably not for the target audience of this podcast. Yes. Um, but if you probably. have a kid, I mean. If you have a kid, yeah, like check this. it out. They can learn with the Puyus. Of course, we got WarioWare DIY Showcase for 800 points, and that's just uh, if you want to play the WarioWare games uh, that were be- that are being made on WarioWare DIY. Yeah, see? Um, I, I thought well, almost, well, it was. Well, okay, okay. That, now, now that we're here, I'll explain this more. Um, if, if you want some, some more detail on someone who's actually played DIY Showcase, listen to the most recent episode of RFN where uh, Johnny Metz talks about it. But basically, I mean, you have like 70 or so games in, in this, and it's kind of like, you know, it's it's a... It's a WarioWare game on WiiWare for eight bucks, which is pretty cool. But the whole download thing is that you can download games from the the Ninsoft store, and you can download the ones that Nintendo put up there. So like the the big name games and the ones like developed by like you know Miyamoto and Sakurai and stuff like that. Um, and you can download those all there. But if like for example, if uh you know Zach gets WarioWare DIY and I want to play one of his games, he would have to locally connect to my Wii. Oh. In order, in order to give it to no. me, so like Zach would have That's to fly from Alaska, <laughs> come to my house, and then connect with, connect his DS with my Wii, so I could play his game. Now, if I oh, had, if, if we both, sucks. if we both had, if we both had WarioWare DIY, then we can just use our friend codes and trade them that way. So, I mean, you can do it, but you have to have the DS game to do it. Well, you know, thinking about the kind of stuff Zach's making, do you really blame them for not wanting to put that on the internet at large? I mean. <laughs> But uh, but like I mean you you can send you can, I, think, I believe you can like submit games to Nintendo and get them to put them up but you're not going to be able to you know put Kirby turning into a dick up on you know Nintendo server. See here's <laughs> what I thought it was I thought I make a game in DIY on the DS I send it to like this Nintendo centric site and then Johnny or you downloads that onto their WiiWare game. How would they? Would they? You think they would be able to search a huge database and find everybody's stuff on well, there? Well, that's how. You, that's how you can do it on Flipnote. Yeah, yeah. That would. That would be good. Um, yeah. It's too yeah. bad. Uh, it's yeah. unfortunate. I mean, like, I still think this is a really. This is 
it's a really cool game. It's a really cool idea. It's just that I feel like this is just missing a little bit, and I don't know if it's a limitation of yeah. the systems or what. But no, it it's not. Sucks. <laughs> no, I feel like it's more of an effort. Nintendo has some kind of quality control on, yeah. on what's out there. Definitely, yeah, that's true. Uh, and last for WiiWare, we got Diner Dash. This has been released on every system known to man, and now you can play it on WiiWare for 1,000 points, courtesy of Hudson. That's a bit high. I yeah. Think. Yeah, it's I kind of, it's, it, What is this, the flight control tax? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I really, I, I'm enjoying the crap out of flight control on DSiWare and everything. But How much is it on five, there? It's five bucks. Five bucks. Oh, man, yeah, that's that's a bit high. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's still a really awesome game. And it's I mean, tough it's an to awesome compare, game at man. One dollar, but it's just it's just that the marketplaces for stuff like you know the the iPod and uh, and WiiWare yeah. are just so different. They are, yeah. But yeah, Diner Dash. And I I want to I want to ask. Uh, well, I just want to say that it seems like using the Wii remote, I assume you'd be using the pointer in Diner Dash. Uh, yeah. That seems really hard to me because of how fast you're moving. I mean, you might I, be able to use D-pad, I played it, maybe. I played it, oh, yeah, I, I, I guess you'd be able to use the D-pad. I, ho- I would hope so, because I, I reviewed one for the uh, DS, and your stylus is all over the place. It's super quick, and so I, I can't imagine playing that with a pointer. Right, right. So right. Uh, that's it for uh, WiiWare. Uh, next up on DSiWare, we have uh, n- another trio of Game & Watch titles. We have Game & Watch Manhole, Game & Watch Helmet, and Game & Watch Vermin. Those will cost you 200 points each, and you pretty much know what you're getting with a with a game and watch title. Uh, I think Vermin's like a whack-a-mole. Helmet's like dodging falling objects, and Manhole is placing the platform so someone can cross. Yeah, you know what you're getting with these. They're they're all pretty pretty similar. Uh, they're all very very retro in nature. And they're got only a, two bucks. Only two bucks. We got Mr. Driller, Drill Till You Drop. This is uh, another installment of the the long-lasting Mr. Driller uh, series that's not really all that popular in the U.S., but I know it has some some fans. That'll cost you 500 points from NBGI. Um, next up, we have... Bandai for right. they yeah, just, I guess it's like their code name. Right. Namco Bandai, thank you. Uh, Disney, Disney Fireworks is coming out for 800 oh. points. Don't really know much about this, uh, but I assume it's some sort of fireworks. Maybe it's like the Let's Tap game. Yeah, or maybe that Big Bang, uh, what's that? Big Bang Mini. Uh, I yeah, don't think yeah, it's yeah. like that. That was no, actually probably, good. Probably not. <laughs> um, Save the Turtles for 500 points from... from Sabarasa. Wow. We have Thank an interview you. up with them. Yeah, and yeah. I believe, Zach, aren't you on the review for that? Actually, funny story. Uh, John Lindemann emailed us and said, hey, who wants to uh, get the review copy? And we all said, DSI can't get review copies. <laughs> Yeah, because oh, there nice. are no friend codes. Yep. Well, well, oh, no, that's... you can't gift a copy on that. That's right. He wanted... There's no system codes. What you're saying. He wanted to yeah. gift a copy, and nobody could. So, but it is a puzzle game, and I might be able to get it one of these times. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it's, it's supposedly it's very good. I mean, it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Could you buy it and get uh, Sabrosa to send you a five dollar check? <laughs> there That'd you go. Nice. <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the ticket right there. Sure. Uh, next up, we have um, a couple of interesting little little things. Maybe maybe uh, if Grant, you had a DSI, maybe you, you could use these since you're a musician. Yes, uh, like metronome and tuner. Both good things to have. Yeah, it's just sort of another way of your DSI becoming more like an iPhone, just sort of like Apps. everyday usage yeah. usage applications. You know, the met- metronome is 
for those of you who aren't musicians, metronome is what you use to keep the beat when you're playing a song to maintain the correct rhythm. Tuner, of course, is to make sure that your instrument or voice is tuned correctly. Uh, Now, Andy, Andy, even though you say that the DSi is getting all this, these uh, iPad, iTouch things, uh, Nintendo's really not threatened by the iTouch or iPad. Oh, no, of course not. (laughs) Certainly not. No, 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 no. They are very much not. Or that's so they that's say. why they're coming out with a 3D system next year. Yes. <laughs> but the, both of these games, I mean, okay, they're two bucks and they do seem kind of pointless, but they have some like doofy little mini games in them, or doofy little mini game esque things. Like uh, oh, in the Metronome one, you can choose from three different designs. There's one based on a Game and Watch title, a Donkey Kong one, and where where the Donkey Kong one, you have to make sounds into the microphone to match the beat and have Mario jump over Donkey Kong's barrels. <laughs> wow. in, in the Tuner one, there's once again there's three different designs, and there's one that's like a it's like a balloon fight mini game called Tuner Fight, and you pop hmm. balloons as they rise from pipes by making tones that match the displayed pitches. Do you uh? I mean, well, can, can you tune your voice using the microphone on the on the DS? <laughs> Wait, is there auto tuner? Can I sound can I sound like T Pain? That they no. need to that application that game. That would be D- fantastic. DSI needs a like a sound like T Pain app. That would be yes, good. it does. Do they There's have a... one on? Do they have one on the iPhone? Oh yeah, they, they have an app for that on the iPhone. Oh, a friend of mine has sweet. it. That was like the top. That was like the that. top app for weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I can just picture the, yeah. the next slogan from Nintendo is going to be "There's a where for that." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last uh, DSiWare game this week is Super Yum Yum Puzzle Adventures oh, wow. from, from Mastertronic for 800 points. Uh, I have no idea what this is, but have Sounds fun. Sounds yummy. It does yeah, sound yummy, yeah. I'm sure it's fantastic, whatever it is. Um, and then we'll head up the virtual console with two kind of interesting releases this week, or the last two weeks. We have Ironclad from the Neo Geo CD. This is the first Neo Geo CD title to be released. Yeah, it showed up with um, really no no heralding at all. It's a it's a shoot 'em up side scroll. Yeah, one. I heard it's pretty good, but it's a thousand points, so you know yeah, tread it gets tread the carefully. CD tax and the arcade tax. Yeah, yep. uh, and then we have Ogre Battle '64 for the N64 from Square Enix for a thousand points. It's and a this surprise end, to see that game. This is one of those titles that most people haven't played because it's kind of rare, but it's got a it's got a good reputation. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I find like an N64 era uh, strategy RPG might be a bit bit too niche for my for my likings, but I'm glad to see this kind of game get out there. It's, I think, the first third-party N64 game. Really? Uh, mm, maybe. Yes. I think you're right. Well, yeah. well I yeah. think it's one of those ones where it technically is, but it's technically not, because wasn't it published by Nintendo? In Japan? Oh, maybe it was, yeah. I know Cruise right. in USA was another one that people were like, it's the first third-party one, but I think Nintendo actually published that somewhere. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting for the day when we see an N64 game that has no link to Nintendo come out on Virtual right. Console. Do you remember when StarCraft came out on the N64? <laughs> yeah. Good times. <laughs> That'll be on Virtual Console next week, I assure you. Yep, Heck yes. Likely. <laughs> uh, so that's all we got for the downloads this week. It's uh, kinda not, not a super exciting bunch, but but it's it's there for you. Uh, Ogre Battle is kind of a big deal, I guess, but other than that, not a whole lot there, but... Yep. Let's go on to uh, retail releases. For Wii, we have nothing. I mean, there's a few shovelware games, but for the most part, there we is nothing. We don't have to talk about them. So uh, we'll move on to DS, where we actually do have a few interesting titles coming out. America's Test Kitchen, Let's Get Cooking, also known as Personal Trainer Cooking 2, uh, to me at least. 
It's basically the exact same thing as personal trainer cooking. Yeah, you're on the I have, for that, aren't you? Have, yep, have I, you... I, I've booted it up a few times, looked through the recipes. It's uh, The interface is identical. Um, I'm mm. hoping the voice control works a little better. I'm going to do a, a blog review, kind of like Grant was talking about for the Korg DS music game. Cool, cool. Uh, music software. I'm going to do a blog review, probably like a photo blog, maybe, maybe even a video blog of me attempting to cook something from, from the software. It's it's pretty cool. It's based off of a pretty popular show, I guess, or is it a book? I'm not really sure. Um, but America's uh, Test it's, Kitchen. It's based off of a it's based off of a book. I actually mentioned it to a relative of mine, and I was like, "Yeah, Nintendo's having a cooking game coming out for DS. It's called America's Test Kitchen." And she's like, "Oh, like this?" And then she pulled out the book out of like nowhere. <laughs> uh, I know you and you and Johnny both weren't real satisfied with the first game's uh, selection of recipes. Does this one have you noticed this one has better or worse or same selection? Well, the first one lets you browse by region, and I don't know if that feature exists in the new one because, because I, was I don't. I think it. it's all American, right? Yeah, it's all American oh, stuff. Okay. So, I yeah, there's if if that's the case, there's there's so much of it in there that I haven't really had a chance to absorb it all. But there's definitely a lot of it in there. So Cook I'm gonna up be some gumbo, sir. Yeah, the cool thing is you, you know you, you can make a shopping list, take it to the store with you, and check them off as you go. It's yeah, I like it's a pretty that. it's a pretty fully featured application in terms of in terms of cooking, and it has a glossary of cooking terms and little videos to show you how certain things are done. I mean, it's it's a pretty cool little little game. So I'm a I'll, I'll be putting more time into it as soon as I finish up the uh, review for for Deca Sports. It'll probably be next on my on my docket. So. You'll hear more about that next week. You know, whenever I read a recipe and it says to dice something, I roll my 1d6. <laughs> Nothing happens. Am I rolling too low? Yes, All absolutely right. you are. You need to roll a 3 or above, actually, yeah, that's is what, what happens. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. You may have better luck rolling a d8, actually. Yeah. I probably would. If you yeah, roll a d20, to... shit's on. Oh, yeah. I roll that's... 20s, baby. So let's move on from that. We also have Again, which is uh, from Sing, the recently filed for bankruptcy yeah. uh, developer of Hotel Dusk. This I'm is, excited for this one. Yeah, this is sort of the same idea as Hotel Dusk, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah, it's so. basically the same game as Hotel Dusk, but a different story. Right. Yeah, but the, the Hotel Dusk is all about the story. So, you know, uh, if, they, if they get another one as good as that one, uh, I'm all for it. I mean, the, I think Hotel Dusk has perhaps the most complex video game story I've ever run across. Hmm. Almost ne- almost needlessly complex, like <laughs> almost almost lost level complex where things happen and they're crazy, but they don't really need to happen, you know? Yeah. But still fun. Uh, and then last up, we have WarioWare DIY, which we already talked about. So yeah, WarioWare DIY, and that will just about do it for the, for the uh, retail releases for the last couple of weeks, and that will also just about do it for this week's episode of NWR Newscast. Uh, stay tuned after the closing the closing theme song for our newest game club. We'll be talking about Cave Story for WiiWare. Uh, we'll have a nice little seg- segment on that. Uh, so if you're interested in that, uh, check it out. You can email us at newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash nwrnewscast. And we're on iTunes, all that fun, all that great stuff. Uh, give us a review, whatnot. Uh, we'd love to hear from you in the forums uh, or via email. Uh, any feedback is, of course, appreciated because we of haven't been course. doing the show for long enough to not need feedback yet. Uh, I don't think you could ever do a show long enough to not need feedback. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't need feedback. You Grant guys, does not need you feedback. Need you, 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 just, you can just. just I, 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 I aced it on my first try. You guys. It's true. He did. Yeah. <laughs> 
congratulations to Grant on a perfect score on his first newscast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for those of you sticking around after the break, we'll see you in Game Club. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Adios. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to NWR Newscast Game Club Episode 3, I guess. Uh, this is the third game club that we've done uh, after uh, Blaster Master Overdrive and Mega Man 10, and we're going to be talking about Cave Story. And with that, I will hand it over to Zach to lead the discussion this week. Zach? Uh, hello, everybody. Um, so we, we all got Cave Story two weeks ago. We were all very excited about its release. Um, if you don't know what Cave Story is, it's a 2004 PC game. Uh, it was kind of made by one dude and put up as freeware, and um, now it's been ported to the Wii with updated graphics, new gameplay modes, new music, uh, but also the original game's still there. Um, and let's talk about it. Uh, 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 Grant, you've played the most? Yeah. Tell us I'm, about I'm it. I'm loving it. I'm... I don't know, man. I this the game feels really good. I I don't know uh, how much we should be explaining the mechanics or the basics, but it's Explain it's a yeah, that's true. It's a two D um, Metroidy kind of game. It, it's not as big as Metroid, um, but it it just feels uh, it, it's it's pretty much an open world. So there's quite a bit of backtracking. Um, you, there's power-ups there. You can find health capsules and, and build up your health. Um, but the best part of the game by far, uh, in my opinion, is is the weapons because uh, it's got this really unique mechanic where you, you get a weapon and you um, shoot some bad guys and sometimes little yellow triangles will pop out of them. And you pick those up and they are basically experience points for your weapon so you can level up your weapon. And uh, they all go up to level 3 and every time you hit a new level, your weapon not only becomes more powerful, but it also kind of behaves in a different way. Right. And so it's really fun to, uh, when you get a new weapon, to find out what the upper levels do, because you don't even know when you start it. Some of the some of the weapons suck really bad when you first get them, but uh, yeah. by the time you get them up to the third level, they're pretty good. So uh, I, I that's and then when you when you get hit when you uh, get hit by an enemy, you lose some of the level on your weapon, so you. You're continually having to uh, keep upgrading them again, and, and but it's not like you instantaneously drop right, a level. Like which, in Blaster, uh, no, you, you I mean, lose we, can, we can bring this back to our first game club game, Blaster Master Overdrive, where it's the same kind of thing where you can build up each level to you know up to the third level. But yeah. in that, if you get hit once, it drops down a level. Where in this one, it's like you have a bar that you'll right. only yeah. lose part of the bar, you just lose some which points. is really nice. Yeah, it's it's good, and you know, I I think. You know, most of the fun of this game has is, is been getting these weapons, and each one of them is very different, and figuring out uh, when to use them. Because, for example, there's a fireball weapon that shoots a little fireball that rolls along the ground, and it's great to shoot enemies that are down below you on a hill, mm -hmm. uh, but you can't, you know, you can't use it for enemies that are up above you barely. And so, so switching around um, and using these different weapons feels, you know, really 
feels really Metroidy in that it's, you have it to. Feels uh, very satisfying. It's almost. To... It's almost. Yeah. It's almost like a when you run across a group of enemies, it's almost like a puzzle that you got to use an item to solve. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. When you figure out what 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 weapon to use on the right group of enemies, it feels very satisfying to take them all out very quickly. It, it almost oh, yeah. reminds me the weapons and the way they upgrade kind of reminds me of Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I guess I could kind of see that. Yeah. I haven't played that game yeah. in a while, but but yeah. Dude, I, I, I love Ratchet and Clank. Oh, me but too. That's that's for another time. Oh no, I'm just saying yeah. that that's if I had to analogize how the weapons yeah. work, I'd say well, it's kind of like Ratchet and Clank. You were saying the level, the weapons have three levels, but really, don't they have a fourth level? Because this isn't Max sort well, of its I own level. Well, Ma- I don't think Max is any different from level three. No, it's okay. not. It just it just maxes out so that if, if you're at Max and you take a hit, your weapon won't drop down a whole level. It'll still be a level three. Yeah. Gotcha. Just gotcha. a little bit okay. closer to level two. It's a safety net. Yeah, yeah it's a safety net. So I kind of feel like my my favorite part of the game so far is is just the presentation of it. Like something something about the way the maps are laid out and and combine that with with the music. This game gives me a real sense of nostalgia, which Definitely. is weird for a game I've never played before. But yeah. this this gives me the same sort of like feeling I got when I played games when I was a kid playing on NES. Yeah. So this game yeah. this game is built like an NES game, and it. it Evokes it's, that. It's, it's unlike anything I would ever have played on NES. I mean, okay, the, yeah, the similarities on NES was, but it just, it was this advanced. It's so, it's so, it's so polished, and like, sure, I mean, sure. I love the music. I know a lot of people kind of shit on the music. I don't know because really. Um, really it's don't it's know not why. the original. I know a lot of people have been complaining about that, but to me, oh, I I love I love the new music. I tried the original music. And there's just something about the new music, like the, the chiptune quality of it, that I really love. And it's and energetic it's, it's and upbeat. And yes. what I like about the upbeat music is that when you get to a place that has a lack of music or very subdued music, that room suddenly becomes very moody. Very cool. Precisely yeah, it, it because has a very, of the lack it has of a music. Very good Usually, use of you like know, there's a, a boss tone. Coming, I guess. That's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good sense of tone throughout this. I mean, it's a pretty dark story. There, there's it a lot is. Of, yeah. The story's great. Yeah, the story's good, but I, I feel like... I, I, I get this kind of feeling when I play a lot of Japanese games. I feel like I came in halfway through the story. Oh, and yeah. Yes. Somehow Definitely. I'm supposed to know the rest, and I don't. And I, I figured this one out pretty well as I went along, but I, at first I was like... Uh, did I miss a prequel to this game? I don't know. Like it was really yeah. confusing to me. Yeah. But but it's a cool story. Yeah, it's a very cool story. It's surprisingly. Uh, uh, I don't want to say mature because that's just a stupid word. It's surprisingly dark. It's a bit dark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how much we are, we can talk about it, but we uh, can talk the talk a lot basic, about it because people might stop listening after the end of the show. Oh yeah. Well, I yeah. The the whole thing about these cute little bunny rabbits turning into these really hardcore monster guys right. uh, and when you when you first, when i first ran across it one of them it was it was pretty freaky i mean the the art the, the character art for that first like i think igor was his name character art is really cool right uh, in general for the, the whole game the character art is really cool and i really and, thought uh, it was a really good scene when uh this isn't really a spoiler alert because it happens in the first two hours of the game but uh the big toaster oven guy yeah. Um, he forces uh, innocent little bunny girl to eat a red flower, and oh, yeah. when she does, her character portrait changes, and she yeah. suddenly is all teary-eyed, and there's red in her eyes, but you can tell from her character portrait that she's still her, but she's yeah. changing, and that was a really powerful scene for me. I, I was impressed that they were able to get that emotion across. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, with just that that character portrait. 
That was really good, yeah. So where um, are you I guys just... in the game? Not well, that far. I, yeah, I'm a little I, farther than Andy, but not much. Yeah, I've gotten the, uh, the the crappy ending, and I've also gotten I think the average ending. Mm. I think there's yeah, I've read I've read that there's three endings, and I think there's a really good one that I haven't gotten to. And the the one I the you know the good ending that I got, uh, there's still like at least three or four rooms that I've been to, but I couldn't figure out what to do in them. Huh. And I, yeah, there's a lot of little puzzles in this game. Which there's is, a lot of puzzles. Cool. There's a lot of things that I haven't figured out yet, but I was able to beat it. And in fact, uh, after talking to Andy a couple days ago, I realized that I beat the game without getting ever getting the map. No. Oh, but that doesn't mean map? that doesn't. There yeah, is, there's but a the map. The map's it, almost useless. The map yeah, is really pretty is. bad. But I, you know, I, I, well, no, I don't think it's very useful at all. So that doesn't mean much. But I miss. It's in a treasure chest in the big village right you have to kind of do some, ah, okay you have to do some fancy jumping to get to it but uh it's it's there i like so, how uh, i like how the game is very it, you, you know we compare it to metroid i compared it to Ratchet and clank but it, it really is a melding of a lot of different genres like there's some contra in there uh it has a oh, it yeah. has a lot of rpg trappings and talking to people finding things for people uh, gaining experience with your weapons, uh, I think. Well, just saying numbers uh, numbers float above your head as as you get hit yeah. as you deal damage. Yeah. Yeah. that's a very RPG. That's cool. That's actually very much in vain with like Symphony of the Night. Actually, now that I think mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, yeah, I'd... I think that might be a more accurate comparison. Yeah, right. And you have an inventory that you can go and look at whenever you want. And... Yeah, you most of the stuff in there is one time use, but uh, there's right. there's a couple items that you can turn on and off. Oh, and also, uh, there's a mode. Uh, an extra mode called, I think, survival mode. And right. it, have you guys tried that? I haven't tried it yet. It's basically like this crazy um, kind of room, and you have to get through it. And this, and it's kind of a speed run kind of room where you get through this room. But I can barely get past the first like screen. Yeah, it's like time attack survival, isn't it? There's there's red spikes everywhere, and and you have a power up in in this mode that's kind of a jetpack. And right. uh, there's and you can and I got the jetpack in the game, but it's not the same one, because the jetpack in the game you get is called like booster point or I think booster. It's called booster zero point eight. Yeah. And there's a way I'm sure to upgrade it, but uh, in the uh, survival thing, it's called uh, booster two point oh. And uh, yeah, you can get that little. in the main game, but I don't know what you're supposed to do. I don't know yet either, but you have to use it really effectively and and you have to be really smart about your button presses to get through uh even the first area because it's basically all red spikes and and it, i don't i don't know how and i got past it barely and i still don't know how i'm going to get through um and there's a couple of also there's a couple of weapons that you can pick up at the beginning of that uh, mode that i have not found at all in the main game hmm. i beat the game yeah, so I, I know there's a lot of stuff like um early on when you trade in uh What's your original weapon? The star or whatever? The, and you can yeah, trade the it for polar, the machine the gun, but if you don't star, trade it, if you don't yeah. trade it then, then you can, get you can trade else. it for a different gun later on. Right. I kind of figured that out, but I, I didn't realize until it was too late. Yeah. And that is cool. So one it, of those... It's cool that yeah. there's so many places you can make a choice in the game, and it, it really yeah. does affect how you move through it later. Yeah, yeah like there, There's a lot of times where you can basically kill off Curly Brace. Curly yeah, Brace is I, a useless, useless character. Yeah, Although you can play useless. as her. You can, that's another uh, mode. Yeah, yeah I started a second story. game as her just uh, yesterday. Is, it, is the, it basically like the same game, and, or like the same maps well, and everything? Or is it it's completely the different? same controls and everything, but the, um, the uh, occasionally the, the um, 
dialogue is different. Uh, oh, okay, so it's know, like the same they, game. You're just playing as Carly Brace. Yeah, but they, and they changed the, the you know the way people refer to you sometimes. And uh, Curly Brace actually talks, unlike the nice. character in the main game. Yeah. So there's different dialogue, but beyond that, the game is the same as far as I can tell. Yeah. I've only played through the first you know half hour of it with her, but I think it's the same. And then there's a boss rush mode, which I haven't even touched. I tried. Yeah, I can that. imagine uh, that being dastardly. That's kind of cool because instead of just doing all the bosses in a row, it's a kind of a level, and you uh, go to different statues of the different bosses to play them. Hmm. And different rooms are not unlocked until you beat the boss that's before that room, and it's kind of a maze. So there's a little bit of level design in that. Actually, it's kind of cool. cool. That's pretty nice. Yeah, they they yep. put a lot of thought into those extra modes because both that one and the survival one are actually basically there's a lot of new level design in them. They're not just thrown on. So it's pretty cool. What do you guys think of the difficulty? I, I think it's, it's challenging, but it's not frustrating. I thought it was fairly easy until I got kind of close to the end, and then I was getting killed like crazy, uh, especially the last group of bosses. I played a ton of times before I could beat them. Yeah. Mm. Like every now and then, like it's basically like um, I might find myself at a boss or a spot where I'll die you know, kind of by my own fault, and then I'll go play it again and be like, okay, this is what I have to do. But yeah. It's, yeah. it's not its not frustrating, it's just, its its but it's not a cakewalk either. Sometimes like it's Mega down Man. to figure out the weapon. No. One of the things... It's not frustrating, but I, I would say this is a lot easier than Mega Man. Oh, okay. One of the things that kept that kept crossing my mind when I, when I was uh, playing this game was comparisons to, actually to, of all things, World of Goo. Just because I kept thinking, like, there's not a not a, a ton of games on WiiWare that are that are like epic, massive productions made by one or two guys. Yeah, man, um, World of Goo this, is fucking awesome. This yeah, game, it's... this game, like no other game before it, except for World of Goo, just screams labor of love. This is yeah. a game with an immense amount of attention to detail and and just nice little touches, and and it's just it's just so impressive yeah. to sit there and, and experience it, and to think that it was all just one guy's passion project. Um, and that's yeah. the exact same feeling that I got from World of Goo. When I finished World of Goo, I just kind of sat there in awe of what I had what I had witnessed. And that's kind of the same feeling that I'm getting from Cave Story, and I, really, I love it. Yeah, it's nice when you can tell that a game hasn't been designed by committee, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get to some forum quotes about it. Um, uh, <laughs> I like, I've, got, I've got the first one you got here, the first uh, one there. From Voodoo. <laughs> Uh, and it, his quote is, the graphics are very easy on the eyes. I haven't tried the original ones yet, but the new ones are great. I really appreciate the 16x9 support. Take that, Blaster Master Overdrive. They shouldn't I, I, release I, any games on Wii that aren't widescreen. I completely I mean, that, agree. I agree. That's ridiculous. I mean. It is. I actually tricked my TV into uh, making Blaster Master widescreen. <laughs> but does it stretch <laughs> out the Blaster Master it's itself? Yeah. It stretches it, but it actually doesn't look too bad stretched, I have to uh. say. But yeah, it's it's dumb that it didn't have it. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 nice. I haven't tried the old graphics yet, but I have played the PC version very very briefly a couple years ago. So how do you? Uh, uh, graphics this, are great. This might be a stupid question, but how do you change the graphics to the original? Uh, it's in it's the in options. options on the main yeah. screen. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, you can't you can't do it on the fly. You have to do it when you first yeah. load the game, right. which pissed me off because I was trying the old one. And I was like, I want to go back to the new stuff, and then I had to restart. But you yeah, can. Yeah. But it won't make you like. It, it doesn't make you start a new file or anything? No, no, it'll just, it'll, no. you know, you just start up the game, but it's got the old shit. Like a skin? Fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah I gotta skin. try that out. 
which is very cool. Um, I really like for some reason the smoke effect, like when you kill a bot. Oh yeah, me explodes. too. Yeah, me yeah. too. I don't know what it is and about it, but it looks fire really effect, neat. The explosion effect on the missiles is yeah. same. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I don't know what it is, but it looks great. I like it how bosses like when you kill a boss, the screen turns white like it's a uh, Mega Man X boss, and then it fades <laughs> back. Yeah. That that oh yeah that that's that's what that reminded me of because I was playing Mega Man X a couple months ago. Oh yeah yeah. Well, Neil, what uh, what do you got over there for your quote? Well, I have, I have another forum quote from Greybrick. Call me cheap, but I am enjoying the freeware version, and nothing so far has made me wish that I had the game on the Wii. Well, well Greybrick, okay. you are cheap. Now, that's, that's <laughs> a point I wanted to bring up. Do you guys yeah, think I mean, that this is worth $12 uh, if most, the PC version is free? Most definitely. I think that, I mean, just for the added bonus of playing it with, you know, uh, a game controller... And having yeah. the polish of having it on Wii, I think a lot of yeah. work went in this game, which is why it's sure. twelve dollars. I think it, even though the game isn't like the longest game, there's a lot of work put in. There's the so world. much to do, in and it. a lot of and replay value. There's a ton of replay, yeah, because you can play it different ways multiple yeah. times. it's not but, like this is like a fucking fifty dollar game. It's still only right. twelve bucks. So if you th- yeah, if you think about it, this game, could easily be released, I think, as a DS game on a cartridge. Oh and yeah, definitely. Yes. And if they were to do that, well, it would I would have pay, paid thirty dollars so. for this. You know, I think sure. one one of the reasons I have no problem paying twelve dollars for this game is, and I know that the idea of voting with your dollars is not necessarily a great idea, but fact of the matter is, this guy has made this game and he's had this game available for a long time, and now he has an opportunity to yeah to make, make money some money on, on, this. on it. And honestly, yeah. like I am totally willing to give this guy money for this it's game. Not, it's not like yeah. it's not like all it's, of this money is going to the machine. Only part of it is. A lot yeah. of uh, some of it will probably, you know, go to Nicholas who, or Nicholas or however the hell you Nicholas, pronounce it. I think. I don't know. Nicholas, who, yeah. um, who, you know, went and went to this guy and brought this game over, and going to, you know, Pixel. Uh, that's that's his his name. I forget what his his real name is, but that's what he goes yeah. by. Um, and, it, and some of the money will go to him, which I'm completely fine with that, yeah. and I really support this guy. Wouldn't and, it be nice if he made a sequel? Yeah. I know, yeah. like, and this, he's not going to do it if he doesn't make any money. Probably, right. this is the kind of game that need, that needs to have money thrown. And yeah, I know, I know, twelve, twelve kind of sucks. The prices may, the prices may be a bit higher than we expected. But honestly, this game is probably worthy of being worthy of being a retail release, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely, yeah. At least on I, DS. Yeah. At least on DS. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, after yeah. we buy all the Mega Man 10 DLC, that'll have been fifteen or sixteen dollars. Yeah, still worth it. Still totally Hell yeah. worth it. Hell yeah. Uh, I, and this is just—it's another interesting thing. It's—it's it's very interesting to me how like there's so many different versions of the video game pricing market right now. That's true. You have like the retail versus download versus iPhone. Market. Yeah, and then there's versus three, free flash games all over the internet. Yeah. Yeah, there's like there's so many different segments of of games out there that are all not that dissimilar, but vastly different in terms of value. Pricing, yeah. Uh, and. So, uh, I've said this many times before, but something's got to give. Eventually, eventually, either these games are going to stop to stop fetching the price that they're being asked for, or the free ones are going to stop being free. One of the one of the yeah. two's got to happen. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I'm really curious to see where it's where it's going to go in the future. We have so many different models for distributing games and asking for money for them, and you know, it's it's not obvious to me at least where where it's going to end up, but you know, Apple says apps should cost a dollar, or maybe maybe five dollars, maybe ten dollars max. Nintendo says thirty dollars. You know, more, and yeah. 
the web at yeah. large says free. Right. So yeah. I don't know. And, it's, it's, it's yeah, and Xbox curious. 360 says sixty dollars. So yeah. So I mean, I guess I guess what I'm getting at when I say that is, if you extract this game from its its current distribution model, if you take it off of WiiWare and look at it objectively, aside from the fact that it's on WiiWare, this game is worth that much money. This game. I, I, yeah, I think this is probably it, one of the best games that's going to come out this year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a, it's a six-year-old game. It was a long time coming on the WiiWare too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to- totally worth the wait. No, honestly, like I'm really glad I held out. Oh, hey, speaking of uh, long-ass waits, Neil, uh, tell people your theory as to why we haven't seen Shantae. I know this is kind <laughs> of off-topic, but you know I want that game. Um, uh, so my two theories on Shantae. One is that Way Forward probably got delayed a little bit on working on it because they, you know, make a lot of licensed games, and it seems like every other game that gets announced is being developed by Way Forward, and they probably got delayed with that. And they just finished it. They had the reveal trailer that they sent over to IGN. And so it's beautiful. Soon. Either that, or it's been stuck in Nintendo certification and won't come out for another two years. <laughs> It'll be a, D- a 3DS launch title. Yes. <laughs> but. But anyway, back to the topic of hand, I have one more quote that I liked. This is the first thing Johnny Metz said uh, on the weekly downloads. He said, Cave- Wait, 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 can, Zach, can you play yourself and I'll play Johnny? Oh, sure. Uh, you play Johnny. Right. Here's what he says. Cave story all over my face. <laughs> Cave cocky story. Ah! Oh, That's great. Wow. Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> Speaking of skeet. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, but <laughs> but caves. I mean, really, um, if if you listen to the the epic RFN Paxis Drumcast, uh, there's a an inebriated Johnny Metz and an inebriated myself talking about this game. Where I mean, Johnny said this about Blaster Master Overdrive, and I think it's a lot more true here. And I, I have to kind of agree with it. Is that it's like when someone made this game, they took a brain scan of you know what what I would want in a game. And, and made that game, and that's kind of what this feels, because it's got just so many elements of games that I love. Yeah. And it puts them all together, and shakes them up, and then has this really weird story. And then polishes going them on. to a fine yes. sheen. And like, it's just, just goes... like, like Sorry, everything man. about this game is just, it, it just rock solid. Like, the gameplay, like, the jumping is, is a little floaty, but there's, there's a very good rhythm to it and you know like okay i can jump there it's not like i mean i'll use i don't want to i don't want to shit on little big planet that much but the jump mechanics in that are super super floaty awesome. and it it's a it's a little it's it's very unsettling to me where in this game it's it's really floaty as well but it's very it, it's but very it's not defined. castlevania 3 yes but i mean it just I mean, and, and the weapons, I love the weapon selection, I love the way to level it up, I love how some of them use ammo, yeah. some of them don't. There's just a lot of variety, a lot of different things to do, there's all those choices. Yeah. I, I have one kind of complaint that, you know, I could probably solve if I yanked out my classic controller, but um, when I, I'm playing with the Wii Remote, and I keep accidentally pressing the B button. <laughs> yeah. And switching my thing. weapon. and I've been doing that too. Like that I said, of what they added into Mega Man 10, which was kind of the same sort of thing, where you yeah. could, I think, yep. what is it, hit the A or the B button to switch your weapon? Yep, yep. I honestly, I think that any game with a Wii remote sideways should not use the B button for that reason. I, because I, I just press it and I don't mean that to. That exact thought crossed my head about three hours ago. But you yeah. know, I if I yank, I, I have a classic controller, so um, I think I th- that works with Cave Story, right? So I, I yes. should be able. Yes, it's to, not like Blaster Master where it doesn't. That's crazy. It's not yeah, like I'll, Blaster I'll Master where they didn't care. That. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, they did care. It's just that they were like, eh, well, I guess they, yeah, they didn't care. <laughs> this game kind of reminds me of something that Zach and I talked about via email a couple of months back, and I may have mentioned this on the show once before, but this just sort of just goes to further demonstrate what Nintendo has done really well this year. And I know this isn't from Nintendo, but um, the best experiences for the most part, not enti- not exclusively, but for the most part, the best experiences on the the Wii and the, well, I guess just the Wii, have been classic NES-style controlled games. Well, I mean, that, that's yeah, just... And, yeah, and uh, uh, Dark Shadow, Zero, Super Mario Brothers Wii, Dark yeah. Void Zero. They're just, they're, there's just ton, tons of retro game style, retro games. game play. I mean, look, yeah, at, look new at what old Metroid games. Other M looks like it's it's going to shape up to be. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're throwing a lot of new mechanics into that, but what does that boil down to? You're controlling it like a fucking NES game. Well, right. you got Rebirth, uh, the Rebirth series. You have uh, Retro Game Challenge. So I guess it is on DS2 to some extent. Yeah. Like, this generation, to me, more than and motion Shantae, control. Shantae, yeah, you know, more so than motion control and, and more than HD graphics, <laughs> this generation, to me, has been about reliving NES gameplay. Glory well, I think days. it's just a fact. I, I, think, I think that, I mean, uh, now that we're getting into this kind of, uh, I guess, grander, grandiose discussion here, but I think a lot of it is just that everything can fit. As as video games keeps on getting bigger and bigger, yeah. there's room for those, you know, those epic Call of Duty, Halo, first-person shooters. There's room for like, you know, the experimental indie games. There's room for those classic, those, those classic-styled games. Like, there's room for side-scrolling shooters in this landscape. Yeah. I think there's, yeah. there's there's room for everything as long as you don't, you know, overset your bounds. You know what? You know what, Neil? What? I I stopped playing Call of Duty four or five. Or four two. <laughs> I just didn't care anymore. Well, I've never really cared for Call of Duty games. Yeah. I, I reviewed Modern Warfare Reflex. I kind of enjoyed it. I wrote the review, and I was done with that game. Yeah. I don't have any interest in the series. But I do think um, that is a good point that there is a game for everybody now. Yes, there really, and like yeah. that's the thing is that there's a lot of games out there that I I, I acknowledge their quality. I acknowledge the quality of Modern Warfare Two. I mean, it sucks what's happening with Infinity Ward and everything, and you know, I really yeah. feel for how they're getting jerked around and how they're kind of dis- they're falling apart. But I don't give a shit about that game. But I acknowledge the quality. Well, yeah, there I mean, are people it's, out there that love that game, to... just like how like I really liked Red Steel too, and I fucking love Punch Out. Not yeah. everyone's gonna, you know, not everyone would give Punch Out a ten. Not everyone's gonna say Red Steel Two is this great game. But to me, they are, and those are the kind of games that I'll gravitate towards. Well, and it's hard not to like boot up something like Grand Theft Auto 4 and look at it and be like, damn, that's impressive. But I never liked GTA games, and no matter how realistic or impressive, no matter how impressive they are, I don't enjoy playing them. I tried over and over again, and I I think I've owned most of them at some point, um, but I just I just can't get into them. Uh, You keep forgetting you you dislike the series. Yeah, I, I keep trying to remember, but I fail at remembering that. That's like no, me and like Fallout and Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Oh games. man, Fallout, yeah. I got suckered into buying that from PAX. That's me in every sports game. Mm. Just yeah. gotta say. But I mean, yeah. that's a, it's just, I think I think there's, you know, that, that landscape is out there that, especially with downloadable downloadable games, you can have those, those bite-sized games. Like, I mean, with DSiWare, and I'll bring this back around to the future that I'm working on, is a lot of those games are games that I would not pay more than $10 for. Yeah. But they're like two, five, or eight dollars, and for that price, it's perfect. And the fact that yeah. I can just have it sitting on my system, where like, you know what? I, I have a few minutes. I'll play a couple levels in Trajectile. Right. Like yep. I, I, I love that feeling. And then I also, you know, I want my Pokemon game. I want 
you know, Professor Layton, those games that I can sink a lot of time into. It's just like how on, on Wii, you know, I want Wii Sports Resort, but I also want, you know, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Yeah. Yeah. Or I want, I want, I want, you know, something like Mad World, you know, stuff like that. My mom just yeah. bought a DS Lite and Brain Age. Yeah. Yeah. Something for everybody. Yep. There, there really is, and the brave new world. So Pretty I guess sad. to wrap up, uh, Cave Story is awesome. You should buy it if you haven't already. Um, twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. Well, well worth it. it. Well, I worth hope it. we convinced you in some way, and then I guess, I guess if we didn't, I'm sorry. You have a black well, heart. Say, if yes. we convinced you, that means you listened to this segment without uh, turning it off for the spoiler alert. That's right. So, yeah. Sorry, sorry for spoiling the game. <laughs> Everybody dies at the end. No, I I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, we didn't really talk about the ending. I I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. 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 Because three or four of us have not reached an ending yet. (laughs) Although I I know what what happens at the end of God of War 3 now, even though I didn't know that I knew. Uh, Yeah. Now I'm pissed off, but not really. But, no, with with Cave Story, though, I mean, I'm... I'll, I'll just say this here. I'm, I'm sorry that we haven't all finished it for this, but there were things beyond our control, like on my end, uh, school, packs, life, and I know Andy also had similar similar troubles, yeah, but without I don't have any school. of those things. So yeah, I'm, so. I'm with Grant. So, that, so that's thanks, crazy. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. not what it is. That's not what it is. I uh, no, maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of. I think I was playing some other game all week, but no, no, I'm just lazy. Fantastic. Oh, Pokemon! Well, that's uh... what I've been playing all week. I can't put that shit down. <laughs> that's oh, what yeah. I've been playing too. I won't lie, but that's because it's on my DS and I don't have to sit in front of the TV. Which that's I right. Don't really have time to do. Yeah. And also, like, I could literally do homework, and I have. I've done homework while I have Pokemon on. Hell yes! See, I get to play Pokemon <laughs> while my wife watches Greek. well let's go ahead and wrap this up um you have any more uh you have any more points of discussion final final thoughts on cave story um no i just i i'm you know if you don't buy it you should buy it because it's a good game but like you said i really think it's important to you know this is a fantastic game and kind of vote with your dollar kind of thing we need to see more of these independent developer games because um, they're really good. When they're good, they're good. Indie games rule. They do. Indie games are so interesting. Yeah. Well, they're interesting when they're when they're interesting. I mean, don't right. don't buy this game because one guy made it. Right. Buy it because you love it and you want yeah. to see that guy get rewarded. That's that's that, how I. That's look what at. I'm well, trying no, no, no. to say. It's, yeah. it's not even that. It's buy this game if you love it. Doesn't matter yeah. if the guy gets rewarded. Like only buy it if you want to play it. Yeah. You don't want to say just. Well, I want to see him have the resources to make another game. Yeah. That, that, that's all I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah. I want to see him be able to finance a second a second project, uh, maybe a Cave Story 2, maybe whatever, but that's only going to happen if he gets money for this because I get the vague impression, based on the amount of polish in this game, that he ain't done a whole lot else for the last six years. <laughs> yeah, perhaps not. Well, I just think uh, it's it's really if – you, if you are really into games and you've played a lot of them, it's really fun to – play a game that you can tell has been made by somebody who is like you and somebody who has played a lot of games, somebody who loves games. Yeah. Because there's a lot of games that are out there that, you know, 
it, you can't tell that the developers played anything older than two years old. You know? Exactly. And, and this game, you can tell that this guy knows games and he knows what makes him good and what makes him bad. And uh, when you're really into him, I think you can really appreciate that. So it's worth it's, it's worth well some said. money for that. Yep. Well said. Totally, totally agree. All right. Well, shall we shall we shall we close this out? Yeah. Sure. Cave story. Buy yeah. it. Yeah. Cave story. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us on NWR Newscast yeah, Game Club. You got through part, all this. God part bless. three. No, there's not. Yeah, there's been... not going to be a game club for a while because we're burned out on game club. Well, I mean, unless Shantae really comes just... out next week. In which case, I won't be playing it because I don't have a DSi. Right. But thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, just ongoing. If you even made it this far with Game Club, this isn't. I mean, this just happened that we had three games kind of right in a row. Basically, if we have a game that all of us are interested in, then we'll get it and we'll do a game club. Yep. But it yeah. has to be something good. We're not going to do one on Learning with the Puyus unless someone wants to gift us all copies of Learning with the Puyus. Or Muscle And March. then we will do a game club feature on it. Well, not not until we like take a whole bunch of fucking shots of vodka or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, that could be <laughs> cool. That would be a fun game the club. The game club drunk cast. Well, we'll drink every time someone says Puyus. Drink it with the Puyus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all I right. kind of just want to make a podcast that is that. Heck yeah. <laughs> Every episode will be a different episode of Learning with the Poo used. <laughs> All right. Night, everyone. See you later. Night. See ya. Bye again. And Zach just filled the cup. Metroid, other M all over my face. <laughs>